Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Redfin Chief Economist tells us to avoid these real estate markets. We're going to talk about some 2023 predictions from Yahoo Finance. We're going to talk about a key, I'm going to call it percentage that actually keys on three different variables. More on that later. And then we are going to talk about the supply of homes. Again, Lance Lambert from Fortune brought to us the most critical real estate metric that no one is talking about, and that is inventory. So we have to talk about where is the inventory coming? I have two possible answers. One of them will absolutely lead to a housing crash, just like all the crash bros have been talking about. They might be right if this happens. So let's get into it, folks. Let's first talk about the Redfin chief economist. Uh, He is saying that, hey, it's time to admit in 2023, there are some hot, there are some bubble markets. Uh, They point out Austin, Phoenix, and Las Vegas, to which you and I say, are you kidding me? Really? We've been talking about those three markets specifically, throw in Sacramento as well for a fourth, about markets where iBuyers went bananas, and now iBuyers are becoming iSellers. These markets had probably an extra 10 or 15% of fake appreciation, and now that must come off. And as always, when something starts to come off, it goes past uh, the mean. So we, those markets are going to feel some pain, uh, but we will uh, we will see. So what markets does Redfin's chief economist say invest in? Folks, and I want to hear from you. I know there are thousands, if not tens of thousands of you following this uh, particular video every day. So if you invest in one of these markets, I want to hear from you. I want you to tell us, the one rental at a time community, is Redfin right? So number one, Lake County, Illinois. Illinois. Illinois? I don't know. Does Illinois have an S on the end or not? I don't know. Anyways, Albany, New York and New Haven, Connecticut. I don't know anything about these markets. Uh, I do think they are on the, I don't know if cheaper is the right, right, right way, maybe lower priced, right? Lower median value. But again, I don't invest there. So let me know what you think. Lastly, Redfin Chief Economists leaves you with this one tidbit. If you are going to invest in rental properties in 2023, buy below the median. Seriously? This is what we call reporting these days. So folks, again, if you're in the game of real estate investing, we're talking cash flow day one, 30-year fixed rate debt, let inflation be your friend. All of these things, again, get a buy box, daily discipline. Even if these are one of your markets like Albany, New York, or New Haven, Connecticut, even that is too big if you follow one rental at a time's advice. Get specific, have a buy box, look at it every single day. 
Let's talk about Yahoo Finance. I find predictions for 2023 to be interesting. I love when the predictions, frankly, go against what I am thinking. It uh, challenges me to not live in an echo chamber. I like, um, I like it when I get to really evaluate what I'm thinking. But here are six predictions from Yahoo Finance for 2023. Number one, they call it happy ending. What do they mean by that? Uh, the second half of the year will be better than the first half. Uh, basically, they are pointing out that, hey, we've got to get through some stuff. We've already had compression on uh, multiples. Now we're going to have the earnings recession. We're going to be you know, likely heading into a recession. So they are calling for the second half of 2023 to be better than the first. Uh, I think that is a reasonable prediction. Number two, thankfully, 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 uh, they are uh, predicting that the horrible atrocities and war in Europe ends, uh, peace is brought back, uh, and we can go about, um, you know, go about our business there as well. So, hey, Jesse, I see you there. Good morning. How you doing, man? Thanks. Thanks for uh, chiming into the daily financial news. Number three, gas heads higher as China reopens. Right. There's a lot of a uh, lot of news in the media. Uh, about what is going on in China since zero COVID has gone away. Uh, that will likely be a weight on the economy for weeks, months. Uh, but again, when you look at 2023, it will it will pass. And China's reopening, China's um, incentives to help the property market will likely lead to higher gas prices, is what Yahoo Finance is uh, predicting. Number four, used car prices plunge. Uh, I was listening to a podcast yesterday where they talked about Tesla. Uh, Tesla is a very hot topic these days. Apparently, for the last year or so, there was a arbitrage opportunity with Tesla where you go order a Tesla, you take delivery, and then you flip it. And, uh, you know, that was a way to make a profit. Apparently, even Teslas, used Teslas with very low mileage are not, uh, that is not a profitable trade at this point. Take that to other used cars that are in the market, uh, used car prices to plunge. I mean, on that end, I got to ask, do you think Carvana su uh, su um, survives? I do not. I do not think Carvana survives 2023. Maybe they get acquired. I'm not really sure who they fit in, right? Who's Who would they be a bolt-on acquisition for? Uh, but yeah, it will be interesting. Number five, big tech makes a comeback. Now, folks, they're talking about the biggest of big, right? The Apples, Amazons, Facebooks, Googles, uh, and the like. So they're saying big tech will make a comeback, and they're they're talking about their stock price, just to be clear. And then finally, student debt forgiveness dies. The Supreme Court is going to say that is unconstitutional. Uh, the president of the United States does not have authority to spend money. That is an act of Congress. Uh, so they are predicting that the student loan forgiveness dies. Uh, those are the six predictions from Yahoo Finance I thought were very, very interesting. Now for that thing that I teased in the beginning. This number, this number, and, and we'll say it now, 5.5%, that number is very critical. I think there are three things that if they hit 5.5%, the economy changes, good or bad, right? So I think there are three things. One, when, when CPI, headline inflation, 
hits five and a half and under, it will be a sign that the Fed is winning, right? We've already seen it drop from 9-1 to 7-1. I am calling five and a half the number to watch. Could we have an environment where goods inflation comes off? We have disinflation and maybe even deflation and we get below five and a half by the end of Q1? Maybe, maybe. I think you and I need to watch that because I think if inflation, again, CPI headline inflation, let's be very, very clear, rapidly drops to five and a half percent, say March, April. I think things could change, right? What, what does that mean? Well, the Fed's job will be over. They will declare victory and they will stop raising rates, frankly. Number two, something else to watch. What if, again, these are just things to think about, things for you and me to watch. What if unemployment skyrockets to 5.5% quickly? We are currently sitting at 3.7. We will get December's number next week. But I have to ask, what happens if the Fed breaks the job market so much that we have tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of layoffs in January? And again, by March or April, we are no longer at 3.7% unemployment. We are at 5.5. If that happens, I think the Fed changes its tune, right? It's like, oh my God, we broke the market. It's, it's falling apart too quickly. Again, something for us to watch. And then number three, what if the 30-year mortgage rate declines to an average of 5.5%. What if? What if that happened? Now, all of these three things actually may be related. We may see headline come down. We may see unemployment go up, and we might see mortgage rates come down. I think it is these three variables that we have to watch because I think the order that they fall is important. It's something for us to watch, right? Mortgage rates fall, unemployment rise, CPI headline drop. So one up, two down, but five and a half percent is the number. So I want to hear from you folks. Get your fingers ready. I want to hear from you. Which one happens first? This is an important question because if, by answering this question, I can almost internalize your natural bias. For example, if you answer unemployment, you probably have a very negative opinion of the Fed. You probably have a very negative opinion on the economy, and you probably are waiting for something. Two, if you say inflation is coming down quickly, you probably believe or you follow Jeremy, um, what is his name? Grantham, I think. Maybe Elon Musk, maybe Kathy Wood. It's like, hey, inflation is over. Inflation is won. You know, uh, the, we're going to get to 2% by June. We're ready to rock and roll. That's interesting. And if you're in perhaps my camp where you see mortgage rates falling quicker than the other two are rising and falling, you may have an opinion. You may be too bullish. Maybe I'm too bullish. So again, I think if you answer that question and then step back, you can actually know what your internal bias is. Again, let me know below. Uh, what do you think? Headline inflation drops to 5.5. 30-year mortgage rates drop to 5.5 and or unemployment rises to 5.5. Let me know what you think. That would be wonderful. So 
Let's talk about housing and more specifically housing inventory. Right, Lance Lambert, Fortune Editor, brought to us last week the most important variable that's not talked about, and that is inventory. Long story short, inventory is down year on year, month on month, week on week. Down. You have heard me talk about over the last week or so that I believe the inventories are actually much worse than expected. After interacting with many of you, I think there is 20%, at least 20% of listings that are fake or not real. These are people that have wish pricing. They signed a six-month contract to list, and they're only telling their agent, hey, get me my number or I'm not moving. And most folks aren't moving. So again, if you take these numbers that are down year on year, month on month, and week on week, you strip out another 20%, we are, we are really low inventory. But here is the question. What will it take for inventory to increase? And I have come up with two answers. Two answers. One of them, the crash bros will love. Let's play that scenario out first. Let's say that the Fed has broken our economy, uh, that once we roll into January, we will have months after months after months of 100,000, 200,000, 300,000 new unemployment claims. We are going to see unemployment claims go from 220 a week, roughly, to 400, 500. It is going to be apocalyptic as far as unemployment racing higher. Okay, let's play this out together. So that happens. Uh, lots of people lose their jobs. Uh, we have to remember that roughly 60% of those people that lose their jobs probably are homeowners. The other 40% are renters. Let's just remember everybody that loses their job is not a homeowner. Some will be renters. So it's about 60-40 when you look at the numbers. When we also look at the numbers, we now realize that uh, it is generally speaking, and again, according to the Wall Street Journal this morning, the Wall Street Journal has a surprising article that says even tech workers are finding jobs faster than expected. You've heard me talk about the last couple of weeks, the first round, the second round, the layoffs. Generally speaking, those people will find jobs quickly. It's the third, fourth, fifth round that may be problematic. But again, we are playing with unemployment spiking and the crash bros being correct. So let's say that unemployment goes from 3.7 to 5.7 to 6.7 to 7.7, whatever it is. How does this play out in the housing market? Well, first and foremost, as you've heard from the uneducated economist, he did a video on this yesterday. Even if the uneducated economist lost his job, lost his job, he has so many things he could do, including renting rooms, that he would never sell his home. Again, if you don't remember my conversation with the uneducated economist, he has a four-bedroom, two-bath house. I think it's in Astoria, Oregon, I believe. It might be Astoria, Oregon, Astoria, Washington. I don't know. Astoria, whatever. And he's saying, Michael, my mortgage payment is the same cost as a one-bedroom, one-bath rental apartment. I'm not moving. So, folks, think about this. There are people whose mortgage payment is equal to or less than rent, and they're in a house. They will be able to find another job, even if it's in the service sector, to pay for that. Again, I go back to the fact that the Fed broke the housing market. Now, if we tell you this further and these people are finding jobs and they're out of state, right? Hey, I lost my job in the Bay Area. I got a new one, but it's in Texas. I need to figure it out. 
They may sell. They may be underwater. They may have some pain. True, true, true. But it is equally possible that they decide to rent their home here and rent in Texas as they figure things out. I think in order for crash bros to be correct, unemployment needs to spike. It needs to spike to 8, 9, 10%. And folks, hear me out. It needs to stay there for a year or more. The housing market, given the financing and 30-year fixed rate debt, is so broken, it will take quarter after quarter after quarter of pain and unemployment and stress for these inventory to rise. Because again, an unemployed person does not list their home the day they get unemployed. It doesn't happen. Second, let's also be adults and admit that the banks are acting different. Do you guys remember what happened in April of 2020 when the economy shut down and unemployment went to 20% or 18 or 19%, whatever it was? What did banks do? Banks said, go to this website, fill out this form, tell us you've been impacted, and we will do a forbearance. So again, I think about the crash bros and this epic rise in unemployment to this crazy, fast, just insane level. Who amongst us doesn't think the banks will do that again? I don't see if we really have this epic crash and the Fed broke the economy and nobody's working again. It's it's the Great Depression and we have 24 and a half percent unemployment. Do you and I really think the banks won't extend it and pretend or do something else? They absolutely will, in my opinion. So, again, I admit that one way to get a lot of inventory is unemployment. I believe the crash bros are being intellectually dishonest and not understanding how bad unemployment would have to be for how long for it to be. If unemployment spiked to 10% next month, January 2023, I do not believe we would see waves of inventory for six or nine months. Nine months. And that's if unemployment spiked to 10% in January. We're not doing that. We're not shutting the economy down again. So could unemployment rise to a level where inventory rises because people can't afford? Sure, it could. Will it be quick? No chance in hell. Now let's flip the script. What could cause inventory to rise not based on unemployment? This one's wild. I thought about this a lot yesterday. And the only thing, the only other thing that I think could get inventory to rise. Yeah, it's almost it's almost freaky for me to say. The 30-year mortgage has to drop to under 5%. I believe if you got the 30-year mortgage rate to be, say, 4.75%, I believe that would be low enough to start the move-up buyer. I believe what the Fed did when they broke housing is they've destroyed the move-up buyer. The move-up buyer is important for a housing market because they are two transactions. They are a sell and a buy. I believe people move up at four and a half, four point three seven five 4.375 mortgage rates. Otherwise, we have supply destruction, demand destruction, and all of those things. So again, I am not calling for 4.5% mortgage rates. 
I'm just trying to be intellectually honest in saying, okay, if Lance Lambert, fortune editor, is telling me inventory is the problem, and oh, by the way, 20% of the inventory is bogus, where the hell is inventory coming from? The only other answer than a rapid rise in unemployment and unemployment staying high for a year is we got to get mortgage rates down. We have to spur move-up buyers. Otherwise, the housing market is just broken for years. We're going to be sub four and a half million transaction for years. We're going to have to wait for wage inflation to kind of catch up and make things more affordable. So that's what I'm thinking about uh, today. We got to get ready for my 8 or 730 interview with Jonathan Twomley. Let's congratulate two people for doing the work. Yes, we are mailing out cards. Mike and Estrella, congratulations for getting your next deal, folks. If you don't know what these are, these are my most important goals for 2023. I'm trying to send out 1,000 of these and 100 of these golden tickets. Golden ticket is for your first deal. These are for your next deals. And yes, folks, you can get dozens of these. There have been people that have gotten 10, 15 of these. As you do deals, I want to hear about it. I want to mail you a card. Lastly, let's not forget, I don't do this very often, but I have an amazing course called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. It's helping thousands of people. That course is going to go up to 399 bucks. It includes my mastermind. It has now been loaded thanks to Millennial Mike. You can get it for a stupid price of $330 or $320 today. It will go up on the 1st or 2nd of January. If you don't get it, shame on you. I've told you about this for a month. If you like to save money, buy it now. And oh, by the way, if you do buy it, join the Facebook group. It is free. Get around other people doing the work, posting wins, asking questions, networking. This is the spot to be, as I've shared with many people. I can't get you out of the parking lot. If you are around all your crash bros and negativity, I can't help you. That's Dion's job. But if you come into the stadium and you're interested in real estate investing, I can help you. I can show you the process, the focus. It is a proven path. And then finally, the lumberjack landlord, part of the three amigos, as is Dion, uh, he'll get once you're on the field, he will help you manage your unit. So, folks, have an amazing day. Look at that. Ryan Nickel from Bootstrap is here. I love you, man. Take care of yourself. Merry Christmas. Have fun. Stay safe. Bye.